Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Good morning and welcome to Spotlight. So excited for our show today. We're going to be talking about masculine, feminine energy. We're going to be focusing a little more on feminine energy today. But um, as you know, feminine and masculine energy are like the yin and the yang. There's a balance between the two. And today on my show, I have a very special guest. I have Mr. Gerald Ross. Gerald is, of course, um, it, he, he has been producing events for over a decade now. He's helped thousands and tens of thousands of people be able to really connect with their inner selves um, to be able to have the balance between the masculine and the feminine energy. Um, he runs the legendary program. Of course, I'm co-founder of that. And uh, we help people be able to discover their true potential and, and who they truly are. And Gerald, I am really excited to have you here today. Not only is Gerald uh, epic at helping thousands of people, tens of thousands of people, he's been featured on major media before, he also is uh, my sole partner right now. So I'm really excited to have this uh, to you with you today to talk about this masculine and feminine energy. So Gerald, I want to turn the time over to you to brag a little bit about yourself or tell anything um, to the audience that you want them to know about yourself. Well, Allison, thank you so much. It's always an honor to uh, be part of this experience with you. And, um, you know, I, th I think for me, as I rewind in my life and look at the things I've been able to do, I've been so blessed with so many extraordinary opportunities. And I've spent the last decade, like, living my purpose and, and just you know, the opportunity to be able to do events and to create coaching programs and to lead retreats and to watch people's lives change in a fundamental way is like, it's, it's still like really humbling to me that I get to do this. And, and I'm always inspired by the miracles I get to witness. Mm, well, thank you so much. Okay. I, you know, I have witnessed so many miracles since I've known you and um, you really do have a gift for helping people be able to balance their masculine and feminine. And I know for me, it was, it's really interesting. I am a mother of four, as you know, I own a business and, um, and of course went through a phase where I was just um, trying to decide, you know, how do I take care of my kids? How do I run my business? And it's really interesting because as an entrepreneur, as a mother, and, and I know there's a lot of women out there that can relate. Men, by the way, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, and you aren't a woman, this is going to give you some great tips and insights into the feminine energy. And I also want to bring out, before I say too much more, that men have both feminine and masculine energy with them. Them women have both feminine and masculine energy. So uh, this is really a show that's for everybody. But I know for me as a woman, I operate primarily best from my feminine energy. But there was a point in my life where I was having to run a business. I was having to take care of four children. I was having to pay rent for my house. I was having to do all these things. And I felt like I had to step into this, this masculine energy to be able to do that. And it was beautiful because when I met Gerald and when I started learning more about masculine and feminine energy, I was able to realize that there's really a space for flow that allows me to create for my feminine energy. And that's what we're going to talk about today. How do you create that feminine energy? How do you create that flow? How do you create that balance in your life? But before we get too far into this, I want to define what masculine and feminine energy is. So Gerald, first of all, I want you to go ahead. How would you define 
feminine energy, divine feminine energy, or divine masculine energy? So the feminine and masculine, this is the yin and the yang energy within us. This is the, the balance of the universe. And, and within each of us, it's not so much about women versus men, because each of us have the feminine and masculine energies within us. Um, but it is important to understand how these different forces operate within us. So for instance, the masculine energy is very driven. It's the energy of creation. It's the energy of protection. It's the energy of, of, of goals and, and growth and also the energy of, of structure. Um, so I teach a personality system in which there's four key personalities. There's the, the warrior, the oracle, the visionary and the healer within that archetype um, the warrior and the oracle represent the masculine energy so for instance the warrior is the alpha energy it's the leader energy it's the energy of of creation and, and making things happen and and they just want to get to the point and they they um it's a very external very outward energy focused on on building and doing the oracle energy is the other half of the masculine energy, which is all about structure and systems and building this foundation where, you know, where things can grow and build. So it's a very head energy. It's very focused on the head. Um, and it's very oftentimes mechanical and systematic and, and very, um, yeah, very logic oriented. So that's the masculine. The feminine energy, on the other hand, is the healer and the visionary energy. So the visionary energy, this part of the feminine is playful and flirty and creative. This part of the feminine energy is, is very expansive and doesn't want to be tied down to any one thing. They love the freedom, they love the, the possibility. That feminine energy is, is, is the energy of, of um, creation and flow and and fun like that's that's that feminine energy and then the other half of the feminine energy is the healer energy so this is the nurturing maternal motherly energy this is all about connection it's the heart-centered energy of of love and contribution and just really the empathetic and intuitive aspects of the feminine energy are represented in the healer. It's, it's the energy of, of just wanting to be present and to listen and to really care and to feel deeply. So this is, this is kind of how the balance of feminine energy work within all of us. Yeah. And that's beautiful. And the thing that I want to ask you is, is, well, I already know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask for the, in behalf of the audience that may not, all of these different personality types, they can be men or women, right? There are some women that lead with their masculine energy and some men that may lead with their feminine. Is that right? Yeah, of course, of course. And, and you'll recognize someone that's in their masculine energy because they're very, they're very direct. They're very like, they, they just want to get things done. They're very much in their head and, and in that energy, like it, it serves, like this is what we need to understand is there's not a good or a bad. We all need, each of these different energies inside of us for a woman, especially a woman that needs to go out and, and to produce and to build a business and to do sales and to make things happen. Sometimes it's really useful for her to 
be in her masculine so that she can, she can do that. Likewise, for man, sometimes it's really useful for him to tap into his feminine energy so he can be in the flow and so he can appreciate and, and be in his heart and really connect deeply with those around him. So it's definitely not men versus women, but there are aspects in relationships that it's important to understand when it's valuable for a woman to know how to be fully tapped into her feminine and for men to know how to bring out that, that, that fierce, divine, powerful, you know, warrior or, or divine masculine energy. Well, and I, I think that's really valuable to recognize. And I want to talk more about relationships later. But first, I want to talk about this idea of, of the masculine feminine, the divine masculine and feminine, and how to recognize what is our primary one, like what we do best operating from. Because here, here's my experience. So um, over my course of my life, I grew up with um, a, ver a mother who leads with her masculine energy. She is an oracle and she has a very strong personality and energy. I am a healer, so I more naturally lead with my feminine, but having grown up with a mother that was strongly in her masculine, having gr grown up with these different ideas or different things that were introduced to me, experiences throughout my life, which I, I, I chose to turn in and internalize to these different beliefs about myself, I always believed that it was best for a woman to be and to lead in her masculine energy. And what was interesting is that's who I thought I was. That's who I thought I was. And it took some mentors and people in my life to say, hey, why don't you just try stepping into this leading with your feminine and see how you feel. And I remember this specific moment. I was learning a personality profiling system similar to the one you described, Gerald. And um, I, I went and, and I thought I was one of those warriors, right? And I do have a lot of warrior and producer energy in me, but that's what I thought was my primary energy. That's how I was living. I was like, go, 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 do, do, do. Let's get things done. I was um, bossy with my kids, you know, because I felt like that's what a mother had to be. I was in this warrior energy. And I remember one time going and visiting her and she said, hey, you know, I just, I really think you may be more of this healer energy. And I want you just to try living a little bit more of a slow pace, being more compassionate with yourself. Try tapping into that stillness within you rather than always going, 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 doing, doing, doing. And it was so interesting because when she told me that I had some major resistance, I thought, no, I can't be that energy type. That's a weak energy type. That's not, that's not who I am. I can't be, I, I don't want to be that, that person. But I also thought, well, if I'm going to listen to this lady, if I'm going to, to read her books and, and follow her program, then I should listen to her. So I said, fine, I'm going to go, I'm going to try living like, you know, a little more gentle with myself. I'm going to try leaving with my feminine energy. And I remember doing this. And after the first week, I remember literally just collapsing in tears because it was like this, my soul inside of me, this inner child was so thankful. It's like, Allison, thank you for finally recognizing this is your natural energy. This is what you produce from. And it was so amazing to me, but I'd lived almost 30 years of my life, you know, in this believing that I was this one energy type and leading with my masculine energy. So my question for you, Gerald, is how do people best identify or know what they naturally or primarily should lead from? What's actually resonant with their natural and inherent energy type? How do you, how do you know that? How do you, how can you tell that? So when it comes to these personality archetypes, there's what we call the natural and the adaptive energy scripts that we run. So in, uh, the natural is like, 
the adaptive are, are what we're taught that we should be in order to be okay, right? While you might have been taught that, you know, by modeling your mom that you needed to be more in the masculine energy to get things done, to manage, you know, things and, and to, to show up as a leader or show up as a speaker or show up as a business owner. There's a lot of women that might be more natural warriors, but they're taught that in order to be valued as a woman, they need to be the healer energy. They need to be soft and, and quiet and, and especially in, in cultural paradigms. If someone's like, if someone's taught that in order for you to be a good, you know, Christian, whatever you need to be, you know, that healer energy, like it, it can feel very suffocating if you're operating um, from an adaptive personality. And likewise, um, you know, my, um, my second wife, she, she's, she's a very fierce warrior energy, but she, she learned growing up to be an Oracle energy, which is very masculine, which is very um, detail oriented because that's what she needed to do in order to be safe in her environment growing up. So it's important to understand that some of those things are ingrained in us and we need to do them in order to fit in or in order to survive. Our natural aspect of our, our energy type is, is really based on like, what are those things that light us up? What are those things that feel best? What are those areas that, that if, if there was no external stress or pressure that we go to, you know, and, and I feel like that's, that's where we begin to explore it. And, and once again, it's important to understand we have all of these different energy types around in us, you know, and, and there's sometimes where it serves to just be in your masculine. And there's other times where it really serves to be in your feminine and, and to feel good and, and to understand that there's, there's not one right way to be, but there are certain elements of our energy script that serve better in, in certain situations. Yeah, and I love that. And what I'm hearing from you, and this is kind of what I determined too, is for anybody out there that's trying to decide what is more natural for me to lead with? Because like you said, we have all of these different abilities within us, but what is the one that serves us the best? What is the one that when we're in our comfort zone, when we're in our flow state, we go to? And and what that is for me is I realized over my life, like I would always want to take naps. I would want to slow down. I would want to connect more deeply with people. I would want to meditate. But then I had this idea that, oh, I, I can't take a nap. I remember it was so funny. Um, you know, I my ex-husband used to come home and if I was napping during the day, I would just jump out of bed. I'm like, oh, I can't let him know I'm napping. I need to be doing something, you know? And it was really interesting because I had this, this false perception, this BS, this belief system that made me think that I needed to operate primarily from my masculine. But what I really wanted, what I was really craving was more of that feminine and more of that stillness. And it was interesting too, because when I got into the speaking world, I saw all these women on stages that um, were warriors or that were oracles that would get up there and they would be, you know, just in their masculine energy, they'd be yelling at the audience and they'd be, you know, wearing these masculine, you know, type outfits. And that was fine for them. But at first I got up and I tried to do that and it was so incongruent with who I was and I just couldn't get into flow state. And what I realized was it's okay for me to be in my feminine energy on stage. In fact, it's preferred for me to be in alignment um, with who I am. So that was, that was really interesting for me. And Joe, just out of curiosity, because I know there's a lot of people listening here that may be curious on uh, the different personality um, profiles that you've talked about. Do you have anywhere where they can go and learn more about that or get more information about that? that personality profile system that you've talked about? 
Yeah. So if you go to geraldrogers.com forward slash um, personality, um, I believe, let me, let me just, just verify that the link is, is correct. But um, yeah, I've, I've got a test that people can take and um, actually just recorded some brand new videos um, to help people in being able to understand that. Yeah, so, Gerald didn't know I was going to ask him for this, so <laughs> thanks, Gerald, for uh, for for being on the fly. But uh, could you, when you when you verify that link, could you share that with us? Because I, I think this would be I think this would be helpful for a lot of people. There may be people out there thinking, "Well, you can't fit me in a box." That's true, but for me, what this really did and what it helped me be able to do when I learned different things about myself is, I believe, the first step in order to really align ourselves. The first step to create any change in our life, the first step towards you know, g being in alignment with our purpose is to create awareness. And this just created awareness for me, awareness of um, what my primary, uh, what my, my, my primary source of energy and frequency was and what I best operated in. It just gave me some great awareness to who I was and how I could best show up for the world. So Gerald, can you, did you have a chance to verify that link? Yeah, that link that I shared is not right, so I don't have the I don't have the right one. But um, on my YouTube channel, I'll be releasing a series of videos and the tests as well. And then also at our events, we actually go deep into the personality um, archetype SIP system as well. If I if I'm able to find that link, I'll share that. But okay, all right, and yeah, check out uh, Gerald Rogers on YouTube. There's a lot of uh, really great videos on that, and, and um, of course, you can always message me through. Uh, Voice America or personally, um, and I can send you that information later as well. And by the way, I just want to take a break and give a huge shout out to our Voice America team. So thankful for uh, Voice America for this opportunity that I have to share my voice and my message and um, and Gerald's message and my other beautiful guests that are on here with the world. So uh, definitely check out uh, Voice America if you've not. They have some great shows on there. You can find my show, of course, Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show here on Voice America. And thank you for our team working hard in studio, even though I'm not in studio today, uh, to bring this show to you and to make it possible and to make it happen. So Gerald, um, let's talk about, uh, I want to go, of course, we're going to go into relationships and kind of the masculine and feminine balance of relationships the second half of the show. But for this first half of the show, so number one, I think it was important that we talked about um, for people to recognize what do you operate best from? What is your primary? What do you lead with? Your masculine, your feminine. Of course, there's four different personality types. Two lead more with their masculine, two lead more with their feminine. And a great way to figure out what you lead with is just figure out what you want. If you if you like to be busy, if you like to be doing, if you like to be telling people what to do, and you like to um, have this strong masculine energy, it's the, the energy of force, it's the energy of strategy, it's the energy of um, being able to go out and have that hunter energy, right? Then maybe you operate best from your prime primarily from your masculine. But if you have this energy where you want to meditate, you you crave stillness, you crave connection with people, you want flow, then uh, you might operate best primarily from your feminine. But as Gerald said, there's a place for masculine and feminine energies in all areas of our life. And all of us have both within us. So Gerald, let's talk about these different areas of our life and where we may want to step into our masculine or feminine and what that looks like. So let's talk first about business. So um, when it comes to business, what business tasks are best done in masculine energy? So in business, um, once again, 
the masculine energy is all about like production and getting things done organization and and you know managing the details the masculine energy is is really good i mean business business at a foundational level is primarily built on masculine energy now it doesn't say that doesn't mean that feminine energy doesn't have a place or there's not a way to bring that in but in terms of of focusing on goals and objectives and building and creating and and doing and leading and and all of the work of of managing and all of that that's all masculine energy you know so at at a core level the production of sales and and um all of these things is is masculine now once again there's lots of ways to build feminine into your business and especially if you've got a strong feminine energy the feminine energy is what creates connection with your audience and with your clients it's what is allows allows you to serve people and to make a difference and especially if you're a purpose driven entrepreneur then the purpose is the feminine aspect of of what what drives you to make a difference and and it's important to understand that while the warrior energy tends to be the closer energy like let's get it done let's go collect money let's go you know enroll people um the feminine energy can be just as powerful in terms of sales the feminine energy is so caring and compassionate and listens and understands and and knows how to do that so um so I, I i think it's it would stereotype it too much to say that the only the masculine energy is is the producer energy but um but in general anytime the business is built on creating and doing and, and making things happen in a quick way like that's that's what the masculine is great at well, and I think for me, here's here's what I've discovered in my business. And I think this is really true. And if you're listening, you might want to write this down. Um, where the feminine energy comes really powerfully into my business is the being and not the doing. So when I think of this yin yang and when I think of my business, where I operate best, and as I've worked with clients over the years, this is where I've seen they've operated best when they practice being before doing. So the temptation is is to get up in the morning to do, 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 go, 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 go. And what happens is there's a lot of busyness. And sometimes that busyness can lead to stress. It doesn't allow for flow. Um, and sometimes we're busy doing things that don't even matter. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like you, you get done at the end of the day and you're like, I was busy all day. And what did I really accomplish? Right? What did I really create? Right? So for me, it's being before doing. And what I mean by that is I need to sit still first. I need to get really centered in who I am and what I want to create and get really clear on what that is. And that's, for me, that's done in the feminine energy. That's done in this flow state. And then I'll go do. But now I know what to do. Now I know what to focus on. Now because I've created that stillness, because I've created that opportunity for me to really meditate and get clear in that moment of stillness, now I know what's going to make the biggest impact. So what this looks like logistically for me and my business is, and I know you do this too, Gerald, Monday's a meditation day. And it's so easy. Like we think, wait, let's wake up Monday. We got to go, go, go. We've got to do, do, do. But here's what I found is if I take Monday to meditate, if I take Monday to get really clear 
on what it is I want to create and then make Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday my production days, I'm so much more productive, so much more productive because I've gotten that clarity in my feminine energy and now I can use my masculine energy to go out and do and produce. And then just for me, you know, Friday, it's my goal to make Friday a fun day. It doesn't always happen, but that's where I get to relax again and go back into that feminine energy of fun. Saturday's my service day. Feminine energy is very service oriented. Masculine energy can be a little bit more ego. So feminine's more about giving to others. Um, and then masculine, well, there's a balance in both, I guess I should say. But, but Saturday, again, is my service day. Who needs, who needs service? Who can I show up and serve and help? And then Sunday is my day of balance where I just say, what do I need within me? And, you know, sometimes I have my kids on the weekend. It doesn't always work out this way. But the thing I really want you to hear in business is be before do. See, I think, I think the world's way and this way of, you know, living from the masculine first is we, we do and then we are, yeah, we have, do, be. So we have a problem, we have a situation, we have a goal, so we do something about it, and that's who we become, right? And the feminine ways we be, we decide who we want to be, what we want to create. Then we go out and we do what based on who we are, and then we have the results based on that. So um, for me, that's how I use the feminine flow in my business. I don't know if you want to make any more comments about that, Gerald. Yeah, I, th I think I think the area that I would love to dig into the conversation as it relates to, um, I, mean, I I know a lot of your audience is women. Not, I mean, there's a lot of men in your audience too. But I, I find that one of the biggest challenges women experience is they feel like in business or in their work or in their job they have to show up in this very masculine role in order to produce and provide and to get all these things done and to make these things happen. And they're, they're wearing this masculine role all through work. And then they go back into their relationship and they feel disconnected and they have a hard time transitioning back into their feminine. And I think it'd be really useful to dedicate some time really exploring that because maintaining that feminine energy sometimes is, is hard if you're a business owner, if you or if you have a job where you have to, you know, activate a lot of masculine energy in order to get things done. Absolutely, I think that that's so true, and um, and I do want to get into that conversation. We've got just a couple minutes um, until break, so let's start the conversation now, and then we'll come back to the conversation after break. But and I also want to uh, I want to let people know we've got a couple people joining us here on Zoom. If you have any questions throughout this, please chime in the chat box below. We'd love to answer your questions. I know there's a lot of people joining us uh, through Voice America. Uh, so, you know, hopefully you are able to ask these questions live. But if you're joining us live on Zoom and you have a question, it may represent somebody who's out there listening. So don't be shy. Type in your questions down below. Um, and Gerald, let's let's talk about this for just a minute here before we get a break about this um, balance between masculine and feminine in, in relationships, because no matter what relationship you have, there needs to be a balance of this masculine and feminine energy. Yeah. And one of the, I think the, the greatest challenges I see in people's relationships is what we call reverse polarity. Um, while we all have masculine and feminine in the relationship in order for there to be deep levels of traction and trust, like there must be that 
balance of masculine and feminine. And unfortunately, just because of a lot of things that have happened culturally and a lot of things that happen personally in people's lives, it's really easy for the woman to step into the masculine role and for the man to step into an emasculated role and to be more in their feminine. And I know I saw this, you know, modeled by my parents growing up. And I also saw it in my own relationships, you know, in, in my marriages where um, in that, in that, um, in that reverse polarity role, sexual attraction is gone. Like real trust is gone. Like it's, it's a really challenging thing. And, I think that a lot of marriages and a lot of relationships experience it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm so excited to deep dive into this. We're going to go fully into relationships and the masculine feminine relationships uh, coming up just after break here. We've got a couple of comments. Well, no one comment from Chris. So we'll go, we'll go over that as well. Um, so uh, for those of you who are just joining us today, we're talking about masculine and feminine energy. We've been talking about the balance of masculine, feminine energy and work. Second half of the show is dedicated to relationships. How do you create that, that balance between masculine and feminine energy and relationships. Of course, I'm here with my uh, soul partner, Gerald, and um, he's done a beautiful job of helping to create that in our relationship. So really excited to share that with you. Uh, we'll be right back. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to Spotlight. I'm Allison H. Larson. We're going to dive right into this. I've got special guests with me today, Gerald Rogers. Not only is he my soul partner, my... Um, my king, my, I don't know, all those, all those good things. My sexy beast. He also is, uh, has helped thousands and tens of thousands of people be able to really, um, discover who they are, remember who they are and be able to find that balance between the masculine and feminine energy. And, um, was talking with him on break and, um, 
I think, Gerald, you know, I loved hearing the passion in your voice about really helping men and women to understand this balance in between masculine and feminine energy and relationship. And I know we got one comment before break um, here on Zoom from Chris. He said, as a man, I find it more comfortable to be in my feminine energy and shying away from men when expected to be in my masculine energy. And then I choose to shut down. Um, from Debbie, she said, I found that for years, instead of asking my spouse to help me with something, I would just step into my masculine energy and do things myself. Debbie, I don't think you're alone. I can totally relate to this. You know, it's just easier. Do it yourself, right? But Debbie said, she said, I didn't realize how this as, uh, was making my husband feel. He felt that I didn't need him. I found that when I ask, he will do anything for me. and It makes him feel wanted and needed. So, Joe, let's let's dive right into this. I know you've Allison's, Allison's, Allison's really great about this. Like she, like she's really great about asking me to do things for for her. Like, like understand this. This is really important as we talk about relationships. Is um, like at a core level, we look at core masculine and feminine needs. At a core level a man's greatest desire is to be a hero, right? That's what drives us. That's what motivates us. We want to feel needed. We want to feel valued. We want to feel respected. That's what makes us feel like we have value as men, you know, like just going back to the primitive parts of our brain, like we're the warriors, we're the protectors, we're the providers. When we get validated for fulfilling that role, we feel like we won. We feel like we're the heroes. And, um, and so even at simple things, like Allison will ask me to, to, you know, open a bottle for her, you know. I really secretly think, oh, she could do this on her own. It's not that big of a deal. But when she asked me to do it, it's like, yeah, I feel like, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like a hero when she asks me to do things. And so I want to share with you, um, ladies, how many of you ladies would be interested in knowing three secrets to bring out more masculine energy within your men. Like how, well, first, how many of all, first of all, Gerald, I would, I totally love that. But um, I think that we should help them understand why they want to bring out the masculine in the men before you yeah. share those three secrets. Yeah. And, and I think this is, I think this is what's important. Like I want to remind back in, in my own personal experience. So Going back to my first marriage, once again, my my first wife, what, what an amazing, incredible woman. But we got both got married when we were young. You know, I was like 21, almost 22 years old. Um, I was just clueless about relationships, barely knew who I was. And in that relationship, um, in that relationship, I unconsciously, like this is what happens oftentimes in our relationships. We unconsciously marry the um someone that represents our our the childhood parent that we couldn't get love from <laughs> i don't know if this makes sense but my I, I ended up marrying my mom you know to make it simple i don't think she was my mom at the beginning but i think i turned her into a mom because of the deep i'm, I'm going a little little deep in terms of psyche but but for me like i chose to marry someone that would represent my disapproving mother to me. Um, and once again, this has nothing to do with her. It's just like, for me, the wounds inside of me got to be played out with this, this woman. And in that space, I always felt like I was tiptoeing around on eggshells, afraid of making her upset. I felt like I needed to please her. And, 
and to do this. And ladies, let's be real. Do you want to be with a pleaser? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Like, like in some ways, like, like as men think, oh my gosh, my job is to please my woman, but women don't want pleasers. There's nothing attractive about a pleaser. And, and so here I was tiptoeing around eggshells. I didn't know how to respond. I was always afraid of, of initiating sex because I, I didn't want her to think that, you know, I was, you know, a pervert. And, and like, there was all of this like stuff inside my mind where I was so emasculated as a man, I didn't know how to show up powerfully and confidently. And you can imagine what happened. You know, as a result of that, you know, if we had sex once a month, it was, it was, you know, amazing, you know, like, like we had almost no sex. We had very little like connection. We, I mean, we had, you know, we had a comfortable relationship, but there was no excitement. There was no passion. There was no energy. There was no romance. It was, it was like these two people like coexisting and, and partnering through life the best we could. Me always hoping that I didn't trigger her or upset her. Does this make sense? Once again, this had nothing to her. She's an incredible woman. Like she's amazing, but I didn't understand myself. And I was, I felt so emasculated. I was so in my feminine that I was, I felt like I was always, you know, just, um, yeah, in, in that space of, of being the pleaser. And I don't know if other guys can relate. I know other guys can, but deep inside my psyche was this feeling that said, no matter how hard I try, it's never enough. Now, well, I, want and I think to... for a woman in that situation too, um, and you know, maybe I could just speak for myself, but I think I've seen this in other women too. I think for a woman in that situation, it's like, come on, I want somebody to step up. I want somebody to take care of me. I want somebody to take charge. I want somebody, you know, that's going to be, you know, the, the leader, right, of this relationship. And I think when women don't get that, they automatically step into that role because as women, you know, we see what's lacking. We're like, all right, well, this guy's not stepping up. I'm just going to do it. Or, you know, like Debbie said at the beginning, maybe we just see something that's like, oh, I'm just going to do it. Why ask him to do it? But it creates this relationship where, you know, I, I, I remember feeling when I was in my masculine energy, when I wasn't allowing, you know, men to serve me in my relationships, I remember thinking, well, why am I even in a relationship? Like I can do everything myself. This isn't serving me. It just, there was, there was an imbalance and then there was a frustration and, and you're right about the, the sexual energy totally just diminished too, because there's something about a man being in charge and taking care of things that I think at least for me was just super sexy and, and created this passion. I remember, you know, now when I see Gerald do something, when he helps me out, like even when I see him do the dishes, like my whole body just is, uh, just starts tingling. And I'm like, Oh wow. He's, you know, serving me, he's taking care of me. Or, um, when he, when he surprises me or he shows up and he's in charge and he takes me out to dinner or, there's times when we'll be walking and he just like, or we're in an elevator, he like presses me against the wall and kisses me. And like my whole body lights on fire and I just feel so alive and I feel all this passion, this connection in our relationship. And uh, you know, the times when I step into that masculine energy in my past relationships, and I've been bossing people around or I've been, you know, telling people what to do. They get frustrated because they don't do it or they do it. And I feel like, you know, there's no, there's none of that yin and yang between us. So totally, totally get that. So from a woman's perspective, I, I understand that too. 
So, um, yeah, so I think this helps people understand why it's important. Now you can share your three secrets or your three tips, but first of all, I want people to understand, like, why just, is it so important? Just tune into women, like, which which man you'd be more attracted to. Are you, um, are you more attracted to the man that's apologetic and that's, like, unsure of himself and doesn't know his purpose and, and is always trying to please you and, and is a, a little bit, you know, just this... <laughs> you know, a little bit like, yeah, just insecure. Like, are you attracted to that man or are you attracted to the man that shows up powerfully and confidently and, and is there to serve you, but also not there to walk around apologetically. He is there confident. He knows his purpose. He knows who he is. And he's the type of man that, that can basically just make you feel totally like you can surrender to him and that he's got you and the type of man that can take you and pin you against the wall and and kiss you passionately and just make you stop thinking like which which of those men would you be more excited to be with you know and and so this is the journey and and a lot of times women don't understand that they have they have the ability to affect how their man shows up now it's the man's job to show up as a man, no doubt. It's a man's job to, to bring out that masculine energy. And so I'm gonna share three things a man can do to bring more masculine energy in, and then three things a woman can do to support him in having more energy. These are things that would have been invaluable for me years ago, and I'm so grateful that I went through the journey I did to be able to, to find these tools because yeah. Yeah, and one other thing too about Gerald is he actually, uh, wrote an article after his divorce, the advice I wish I would have known. And um, this article went viral, got millions and millions of shares. He was featured on the Today Show. He ended up writing a book about it. So he has some really, really great content and really great material. So Gerald, I'm super excited to hear these secrets. So, first of all, for a man that wants to feel more masculine energy, um, there's a book that I'm going to encourage you to read. It's called Wild at Heart. Um, read that book and then also study David Data um, who shares some principles in there. But at the core for men to bring out more testosterone, more masculine energy, we need to be challenged. And part of that is physical challenges. So working out, pushing, lifting weights, being in competitive sports, do something physically that, that pushes you because in doing that, it raises your testosterone level, builds confidence, and, and helps you step more into your masculine. Number two, so the first is get physical. Number two is set a goal that will stretch you. Set some sort of meaningful goal that scares you but excites you at the same time that pushes you. When men have a clear purpose, when they're driven towards something bigger than themselves, once again, it creates this irresistible energy. Um, for the women and for them, they just feel better about themselves when they know that they're moving forward. And the third key for men to be able to access more of the, the energy, the masculine energy within them is to practice. Um, yeah. What's the best word for me to say this? Um, because part of me wants to swear and say not give up, but but what I'm going to say is um, practice, yeah, not caring what other people think. 
Like this is, this is critical for the masculine energy is you become so secure in who you are that you're not basing your decisions on the need to please other. This doesn't mean you're like not caring about people because you're still going to be proactive and showing up and caring. And you're actually going to be more proactive in making sure that your woman's needs are met, but you're not going to do it from the pleaser energy where you're like tiptoeing around eggshells worried about them. You have to be so secure in where, where, who you are that you just don't give, you know, you don't care um, what other people think. So those are the three keys. For women, here's three powerful keys, simple things you can do to bring in out more of the man in, in your man, right? Number one is um, to, well, I think it's important to know how you emasculate them. So I'm going to share this real quick and then share, share the, the antidote. So you emasculate a man when you criticize him. When you cut him down, when you, when you tell him, you know, that he's doing something wrong, you fundamentally, you know, <laughs> are ripping off his balls, right? Like you, like when you criticize a man, because his whole identity is based on being a hero. Um, second is if you complain. So criticizing is the first complaining. If you're complaining, if you're whining, he feels like a failure. He feels like he, um, he isn't good enough. The third is control. If you're trying to control him, if you boss him, if you're showing up as the mother to him, don't be surprised when you have um, a whining little emasculated man, you know, you know, they're like, so complain, criticize or control. Those are the three C's that will emasculate your man. So to bring out more of that man, compliment, right? Really acknowledge those things that he's doing good, but compliment in a way that he understands that that you respect him and that you see him as heroes. Like, thank you so much for all that you do to take it. Like a simple, like just imagine a simple note that you leave, you know, in his, you know, suitcase or leave for him, for him to find that says, hey, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you and all that you do for, for me and for this family. I, I just admire you so much. You are my hero. Like those words is like, what, right? It just makes them feel so validated when you do that. So compliment those things that you admire. The more you put energy into those things you want, the more you're going to get, get that. The second is to, um, to ask for help. Even sometimes if you don't need it. Now, once again, this isn't about like being needy. But it's like inviting him to show up, say, hey, you know, I really value your opinion. You're really good at this. Can you give me some feedback? Can you give me some advice? What would you do? Like when, when a man, I don't know, maybe I'm speaking for myself because I'm like, this is a core part of my identity. But when, when Allison comes to me, it's like, hey, you know, can, can I get your feedback on something? You're really, really good at this. What would you do in this situation? Or what are your thoughts here? Like it brings out like this part of me is just like, oh, you want my opinion, you respect my opinion. It makes me want to show up and give her meaningful advice. And then she's like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Well, and I wanna, I wanna address this just a minute here because I think there's a difference. So for me, one of, you know, one of the things you don't wanna do to man is, is complain. And so for me, I kept thinking in my mind, I, I thought that asking for help was complaining. Like if I needed help or if I wanted Gerald's opinion because something was 
a, you know, in disarray in my life, I thought, well, I don't want to complain, but there's a difference. And I want to bring this out because I think this is really important for women who struggle to ask for help because they don't want to be a bother. They don't want to annoy somebody. They don't want to complain. There's a difference. Um, complaining about your man <laughs> to him is much different than saying, hey, I've got this problem. I would love your help on it. I would love your counsel. I would love your advice. There's a difference between that. So if you have a problem and you're wanting his advice, don't make the problem about him. Even if it is about him, like uh, say he's not listening to you and you're like, well, you know, I, I just have something I want to talk to you about. You never listen to me. So what are you going to do about it? That's complaining. But if you say, you know, hey, so-and-so, whoever it is, your husband, your, your boyfriend, your, your significant other, hey, you know, I, I just really have been feeling unheard lately, and I was wondering if you could help me figure out why that might be and get to the root of that. Like, a man's going to love to do that. He wants to show up, and he wants to be the hero, but if you go and you, you're criticizing him and you're complaining about him, that's very different than asking for help. So when you ask for help, make it about you and not about him, even if it's about him. And then I wanted to, uh, I know there's one more step, but the first step where you talked about really um, being able to compliment, leaving these notes saying thank you. One of the tips that I want to leave for women too that's really powerful is when you do compliment a man, compliment him using feeling. Use the phrase feeling. So rather than just saying thank you so much for changing the oil in my car, that was great. Thank you so much for changing the oil in my car. I feel so taken care of. I feel so safe and I feel so loved right now because you've done that. So it's about this expressing this feeling and that really does bring out the feminine and masculine energy. So just a couple of tips. Um, first of all, when you, are, when you are complimenting, use a feeling term or a feeling phrase. And then number two, when you are asking for help, remember, don't be afraid to ask for help, but ask it for help in a way that's going to be respectful, that's not complaining or criticizing about your man. So wanted to add those helpful uh, pieces for women to help you stay in your feminine energy. So Gerald, what's the third piece of advice? The third tip is the most important. So once again, the first one is to validate, to respect, to just compliment, you know, to just really express, put energy into that, which you want to see more of. The second key is to ask for support, ask for help, you know, but to do it in a way that's not controlling, right? It's not like, it's not like go take the trash out. It was like, Hey, you know, it would really mean a lot to me. If, if you could, if you could help me with this, would you be able to take out the trash and help me get the, like, just ask for those things, especially if those things play on, on his strength. Right. Um, the third key is the most important. And it's this, you be in your feminine. The more you are in your feminine, the more it's going to naturally activate the masculine within him. Like I want to well, I emphasize this, the more you can be in your feminine, the more you can be playful or flirty, or the more you can be sensual and, and um, you know, the more you can, you know, dance and just be in your feminine, the, uh, the more it's naturally going to bring out the masculine within your man. Like that's perhaps the most important 
And there's a one tip that I want to bring up on this because you're so you're so right, Gerald, and I've seen this, but sometimes it can be a challenge. And one of the things we talked about earlier is how do you shift from being that in that business mindset, that masculine all day, or being taking care of kids in this masculine all day, and how do you shift in that playful, flirty feminine? One of the things that I started practicing a while ago that was so useful to me is at six or seven at night, I just pick a time, and that's when I step into my feminine. I remember that when my kids were growing up, every night after dinner, I started, after I learned this tip, I would turn on music and I would dance with them in the kitchen. And then that is my time to receive. That's when I turned on my feminine energy. That's when I would, I would go, you know, relax in my lounge chair and I would ask my child to bring me a blanket or my ex-husband to bring me a drink. That's when I would relax into this feminine and I've really noticed if you can, if you can women, especially when you're first getting started, if you can pick a time of the day when you can shift in your feminine, that's when you don't worry about household chores anymore. Or if you, know, you want to do them, that's different, but you don't worry about them. You don't feel stressed about them. Um, you know, that's when you ask and you receive. That's when you say, what do I need? That's if you want to go take a bath, go take a bath, like fill up your own bucket. It doesn't always have to be around the masculine, but do whatever you need to do to fill up your bucket and to fill up your feminine. I promise you, if you will do this, you'll find much more uh, relaxation in your life. You'll find more of a flow and you'll find that balance between the masculine and feminine. Gerald, we've got about two minutes till the close of the show. If there was one thing that you would hope that people are listening would take away from the show today, what would it be? Um, so I think what's most important is just understanding that we have this mix of masculine and feminine within us and that both serve, you know, and it's not about men and women, but it's about understanding this energy, but within relationships, understanding that when women can really activate and be in their feminine and be in their flow and be in their creative energy, it's going to help bring out more of the masculine. And for us men, knowing how to show up confidently and powerfully creates that polarity so that there is this abundance of sexual energy, there's this deep trust, there's this incredible connection, there's this, there's this cooperation, you know, as we, as we work together in partnership to create, mm -hmm. they, 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 they both serve. And, and I guess the message for the men is um, show up and do the work so you can be the man that your woman deserves, right? And, and be that powerful masculine energy. And for the women, just be kind to yourself, nurture yourself, create a, my, my biggest advice for the women is, is just to identify what allows you to bring out the fullest aspect of feminine energy inside of you and create a list of ways to nurture yourself, to love yourself, to take care of yourself so that um, you're nurtured in the way that allows you to show up best in your life. I love that. And for my final few seconds, I just want to give a huge um, gratitude to Gerald, not only for being on the show and sharing the advice with you, but for showing up in my life in a way that um, allows me to be in my feminine and allows me to just uh, have an amazing hero in my life. Plus he's super sexy too. So anyway, I'm so glad you could be here. This was a really fun show for me to have you here and uh, to talk about this. So I'm Allison H. Larson. You've been listening to Spotlight. Join us again next week on Voice America where we will have more tips for uh, your life and allow transformation in it. Till next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you for making us a part of your week. 
Spotlight, The Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.